Welcome to the Acoustic Guitar Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Grizzle, and that was Gwenifer Raymond playing her interpretation of our theme song. In this episode, you'll hear from a distinguished group of guitarists, Diego Figueredo, Gwenifer Raymond, and Yasmin Williams, who each share their unique perspectives on composing for solo guitar. We discuss the difference between improvising and refining a piece, techniques for making one guitar feel like a full band, and a whole lot more. Before we get into it, I'd like to take a moment to thank Tonewood Amp for sponsoring this episode. Tonewood Amp is a game-changing multi-effects device that attaches to any acoustic guitar. Get reverb, delay, and more. No amp required. Learn more at ToneWoodAmp.com. And one more thing while I have your attention. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you've probably noticed the music played at the top of every episode. It was composed by Acoustic Guitar Magazine's editor, Adam Perlmutter. We love hearing the interpretations by our podcast guests, and we'd like to hear yours, too. You can find the music to play at patreon.com slash acousticguitarplus. You don't have to be a paying member to access it. You'll also see instructions for how to submit your own recording for the chance to be featured on a future episode. I'm sure this episode will give you some ideas and inspiration for making the tune your own. Again, that site is patreon.com slash acousticguitarplus. You'll find that link in the show notes, along with additional resources related to this episode as well as our guests. Now, without further ado, let's begin with our guests describing their music, starting with Gwenifer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I came from kind of the more, I guess, the, one of the more common roots of, of uh, fingerstyle, kind of that, you know, that country blues into sort of John Fay sort of style stuff that, I guess, that whatever you might call primitive guitar. I've been calling it Welsh primitive because uh, I am Welsh. Uh, and yeah, it's sort of, I guess I'm, I kind of dig, I, I kind of dig a, a riff as much as anything else. So I, I, I kind of go for the more hooky based, I guess, you know, guitar, like, I like a recognizable tune. I listen to a lot of, you know, uh, solo instrumental classical music as well, um, which I feel like has got those, you know, banging riffs, <laughs> essentially. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess I also come from like a punk background, so I, I'm quite an aggressive player. So I, I think my style is kind of identified by a fairly aggressive style, but with like a, I hope, hopefully, a fairly strong melodic through line. If that makes sense. Again, in that, you know, finger picking, alternating thumb, country blues style. Great. Diego, your turn. I am originally from Brazil, so I started playing since I was six years old, the traditional Brazilian music, the samba and the bossa nova. That was my first contact with the guitar. My father used it to play the nylon string guitar, and he introduced me to the old traditional Brazilian music. That was my first contact with music. Then later I discovered the jazz and the classical music. So I play finger style uh, with the hard uh, right hand technique. And I, I'd say I am a mix of Brazilian music, jazz and classical music. So that's my conception of music. I always have such a hard time answering this question. So bear with me. Um, basically just instrumental guitar with other things added in like i play kalimba with guitar too and use tap shoes and stuff and um i play guitar a lot of the time with it in my lap kind of like a lap tapping style i guess um so basically i just use a lot of hammer-ons and pull-offs to tap on the fretboard very quickly and i use my right hand to do a lot of percussive stuff on the body of the guitar and use my left hand for tapping and other stuff and I do regular finger style stuff too. So for me, it's just making the sound as full as possible. 
um, how can I make one guitar sound like many? How can I keep an audience entertained throughout a show with just me on stage? How can I make it fun for me? And how can I make these songs uh, as full and fleshed out as possible? Which is why I add other instruments sometimes. Um, so that's the most important thing and kind of has always been, I guess. What are some of the, the techniques that you you do to create that because yeah as as solo guitarist i think that is something that i i hear a lot it never sounds like just a guitar there's it's like oh that's a guitar and a bass no it's just a guitar that's a guitar and percussion no that's just a you know like that's like six guitars no that's one guitar you know so what are some of the techniques maybe if you want to demonstrate them a little bit i don't know but some of the techniques you use to actually fill in like you said that the band um i mean just being able to play bass lines with uh, a, a melody like uh, I can play a little bit I guess so just being able to play the melody and the bass at the same time and have kind of like notes that ring out that can provide harmony and whatever is important um, and with kind of the lap tapping style I can kind of do a lot more with Bass. And yeah, you can kind of have both, which is, is great, since that's kind of what a band is anyway. You know, you got the bass dude or whoever, you got the lead player, you got the rhythm player, you got the vocalists, you can kind of do all of that with just a guitar. Gwennifer, how do you... Uh find yourself doing that do you have specific techniques that you use because I, I i have a hard time sometimes in your albums that i've heard i have a hard time believing that's one guitar you know <laughs> it's a lot of sound going on there yeah i mean i never really made a conscious effort i mean i, I kind of i came into this just playing these sort of weird little blues instrumentals uh because i was just a solo guitar player and i don't sing and i was just okay i'll just make my, my own little songs and didn't think anyone would ever care right uh and then i just you know okay people people some people kind of dig it um and then yeah people would say oh it sounds like there's all these guitars on stage and i never re i really have never attempted to do that on, on purpose i guess it's just it's just the way i play i mean i do play fast uh and i think that comes from um, I do I do everything kind of fast, um, <laughs> including talk. Uh, but uh, yeah, coming out of that kind of punk background, um, I mean, yeah, I mean to, to be honest though, I kind of like the um, the uh, the tension that lies between. Sometimes it's you know really really big. You kind of go that kind of loud shit, and then you sort of turn that into that nice. Yeah, you know, it's like the loud quiet loud, right? You know. You know, it's that those two together is kind of is the tension, right? And that's, I guess that's what's that's what's interesting. But in terms of technique, I just hit it really hard, and that tends seems to work for me. <laughs> uh, Diego, how about you? What are some techniques that you use to kind of fill in the rest of the band, so to speak, when you're playing solo? Yes. Uh, so I I I try to mix the the balance between the two hands. Like I, I really love to do the melody, the harmony together. So. I explore a lot of the tom with the, the, the fingers. When I play the, the Brazilian uh, uh, accent, like... Uh, 
so we are talking about technique and style like uh, that kind of feeling of the brazil th that mix of brazilian jazz so it, it, it's one point that i explore a lot and for sure uh, the, the the right hand uh, the balance of the right hand uh but when i when i explore like more solos like a... so i use these two fingers to just solo to use uh... just your index and your middle finger there yeah exactly and most of the time and uh when I accompany, or the, uh, when I use the bass lines, for example, uh, when I use a tremolo too, that sounds like a. two guitars doing one thumb doing one finger and so there are different techniques that I use when I when I do a full solo concert and uh, and I mix all these techniques too so that uh, that's a combination of uh, uh, the three styles that I say the Brazilian jazz and the classical yeah 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 keep the bass line going almost sounds independent from everything else you're doing there. There's a lot of practice, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, we're talking about storytelling without words a lot of the time here. So, I mean, how do you like to convey those emotions, those ideas, those images in your compositions, specifically with your guitar? My compositions, there are a lot of situations that inspire me to compose, like travel so is one of the, the, the different places and things like that. One of my last, latest albums last year, it's called Antarctica. This album, all the songs was inspired by a trip that I went in a cruise ship to Antarctica continent. Gwennifer, how about you? How do you convey those emotions, those ideas and those images uh, in your composition specifically with your guitar? One of the things I enjoy about instrumental you know, instrumental, especially solo instrumental pieces, um, is this ability to convey, I guess, more abstract ideals. Uh, I think you know part of the power is you're not, you don't have to form a coherent sentence, and therefore you're kind of able to represent more abstract conceptual ideas. Kind of, you know, things a little bit more about uh, some difficult to disclose feeling or whatever. Um, so to me, it's sometimes it's almost like I don't know, you're kind of pulling notes out of the ether really it's like it's like valis speaking you know through the windows and you just kind of, you just kind of you just i just play and then things come out and they're not it's not really until afterwards sometimes that i i think oh this really reminds me of, of this thing i guess this is what this song's about because it's kind of been placed in my brain already right so maybe so maybe that piece of music is simply that bit coming out i think it's more about i like yeah I'm, I'm kind of more of the opposite i like to discover what the song's about rather than try and write a song about something yeah um, Yasmin, how about you? You know, how do you get those those images, those ideas, you know, those those big ideas, those big emotions out, uh, specifically on your guitar? So I relate a lot to what Gwennifer said in terms of not really coming in with any sort of like I set idea or concept. I kind of just 
uh, notes happen. And then maybe when a song is finished, I can kind of figure out what it's about, if it's about anything. But I feel like more lately, I'm kind of taking a more like cinematic approach to how I write things in terms of like the song is kind of like a story playing out, whether if it's like related to travels, like I somewhat recently went to a really picturesque, gorgeous city and wrote a song about that or related to how I feel about something happening like socially, like um, when I wrote songs about the Black Lives Matter protests that were happening here. Now, typically it's kind of like both, like a song might be related to something or it might not be. And it's, it, it is what it is. Um, how I capture an emotion. Um, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I don't have like a, a, a set formula for <laughs> writing, writing a song, you know, like, oh, I want this to sound sad. I'll, let me insert some seventh. I don't know. I don't do that. Um, it just kind of is what it is, whatever, I guess the heart wants. And then the mind kind of just comes up with the correct notes and not correct, but, you know, correlating, correlating notes to bring out whatever the heart is saying. So it sounds like a, a, a lot of improv is, is important in your composition process. Absolutely. It's basically all, a lot of it is improv. It's rare that I kind of write a melody or something or a rhythm in advance, but sometimes I do. Do you have those moments where you're maybe you're out on a walk or something and you get a melody in your head? Or is it when you sit down to write and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm writing a song right now. What's going to come to me? Definitely if I'm on a walk or something, I rarely if ever sit down to write anything. Um, I will sit down to practice, quote unquote, because I don't, I don't really practice that much. But uh, <laughs> when I do, I like to kind of like doodle is what I call it. Kind of like, I don't know, if you were ever in class and got bored and just started drawing pictures on something. That's kind of what I think of like my compositional process is. Um, it's just kind of seeing what sticks. Gwennifer, how about you? Yeah, for sure. No, it's, it's a lot of setting. I mean, I don't, I honestly, I don't do the, I, I, even if I do think of a, of a, of a melody, uh, it's sort of gone by the time I sit at my guitar or it turns into something completely different. I've, I've definitely written a few songs trying to play someone else's song, having no idea how that song goes and then writing something completely different. That's that's kind of happened before. Um, but no, yeah, it's it's... As I say, I think sometimes things just make themselves apparent. I mean, a lot of it is about finding, as I mentioned before, I'm I'm, I'm a sucker for a really good hook. And I think, I don't know, maybe maybe everyone's brain is different, but I can't think of a good hook. It's kind of, I don't really write the songs. They they write themselves. I'm just sort of there to catch them if that, you know, or some equally pretentious nonsense. uh, Diego, you've written uh, a lot of songs with other uh, instruments, too. I mean, a lot of your albums have have other players on them, too. They're not just all solo guitar albums. Uh, For you, do you write that stuff together with those other players? Uh, Do you have an idea going into it with them? Do you have your composition ready to go and you say, here's the chart, play it? How do you like to work? So, depends on the situation. I have a different records that's just original songs and that I compose thinking about the guitar and about other instruments like uh, my latest album now called My Word I just released a couple of days ago uh, it's our original songs so and I compose thinking about instruments like I have a trio like playing drums bass and guitar so I composed something f- specifically thinking about that combination. Uh, we have I have a couple of songs, just guitar and trumpet, 
with a great trumpet player, Nicholas Payton. So, and I compose a song spe specific for that situation, like for guitar and trumpet. Uh, other songs with guitar and clarinet. Uh, so depends on the situation. And I have other recordings and during my concert that I do not original songs, arrangements of jazz standards and Brazilian music by Antonio Carlos Jobim, by other composers. So it's another different situation because I like to arrange. So I get I get a song, a well-known song, and I, I I put my approach on on arranging, change the chords, change the harmonies. Uh, so it, it's a, another thing. But for sure, when I play with different instruments, when I play solo, I'm totally free to do whatever I want, to improvise, to, to create other uh, harmonic uh, situations and anything. But when I play with the other musicians, like a band or even a duo, I have to, to, to think more about what we do together. So that that's two diff yeah, two different situations. Yeah, and when you are writing, uh, you know, solo compositions, do you do you like to improvise in the moment and and kind of go with it, or do you are you more structured? Do you write it all out? When I tell I am a mix of classical music too, I just got the technique, the technique of the right hand of the classical music and some songs that I like. But I never play the same song the same way. I always improvise. So if you see me playing uh, one song, I every time I play the song, I play different because I put some improvisation in the middle. I, I start differently. That's my favorite thing to create and to improvise. So if I play Girl from Ipanema, 100 times I play 100 times different with different progression, different improvisations. So that's that, that's my, I'd say, but for sure there are some specific situations that we have to follow the rules. When I play with orchestra, for example, I have to follow the structure of the song. When I play with the, in a recording that we have to follow the structure of the song, we have to follow, but, but when I play solo, totally free. When you, and when you do the solo, and it's your song. Do you still improvise? Will you still play it a hundred different ways, a hundred times, even if it's your own composition? <laughs> yes, but everything depends on the moment. Sometimes mm. I really just play the song. Yeah. Sometimes if I feel it depends if I am on, on, on a studio, on a, on a concert, it depends uh, the, the kind of uh, the audience, the response of the audience. So there are a lot of things that uh, that helps me to decide which way to go or just play the song the way it is mm -hmm. uh, so that I, I never know i don't know what i do so actually so it depends on the situation but but most of the time i'm i'm i improvise yeah and so when you're you know a lot of the time people uh, guitarists will talk about serving the song you know you play what, what it's going to serve the song. And when it's a solo composition that you wrote and you're playing the only instrument on it, that might change, you know, because if you're in a band, you got to lay back and let someone else solo, that kind of thing. Um, how do you, you know, balance that serving the song, right, with your own composition with uh, if you want to, you want to shred a little bit, you want to get flashy with it, you know, how do you balance those two sides when it is your own solo composition? 
Yeah, it's it, it, it's it, it's hard. It's not easy like to, to take that decision in the moment if I if I will just play the the song the radio or if I improvise or something. So uh, I don't have any like uh, uh, real uh, decision if I do that or not because. I take it, I leave the moment to tell me what to do in some situations. But the most important thing for me is to try to make that beautiful. So if, if, you, if, if the song, if you go to a beautiful way, if, uh, in, uh, for my taste, of course, and uh, I try to make that uh, as beautiful as possible for me and for the audience. Gwenifer, how do you, I mean, how do you see yourself in relationship to the song as a solo instrumentalist you know like we talked about serving the song that kind of thing it's your song you're the only person playing on it how do you interpret that to me i'm not much of a of a, of a like a i guess dramatic improviser you know you might attack a certain phrase slightly differently from place you know from show to show but I've, i kind of have i like this idea of trying to discover what the the best like what the perfect form of that song is, right? And kind of your first iteration, your first draft is probably like writing it in the first instance and then recording it on an album, at least it is for me. And then when you go and you tour that album, when you tour that song, you're playing it a hundred different sound systems, hundred different microphones, you're hearing it through from a hundred different angles and you kind of figure out actually what that song should have been all along. So it's less about improvisation, more about kind of chipping away these little bits and pieces and tang, you know, until, I mean, you never really get there, right? I mean, maybe you'll go too far and you'll, you know, break the nose off the statue or whatever, but you're kind of approach, you're just trying to approach, trying to approach perfection. It's like an exponential curve, man. I don't know. It's, uh, that's, that's kind of what I like to do anyway. So you re you record it first, and then after you've played it a whole bunch, you start to hear the refinements. Yeah, because I'm really really bad at writing songs. It takes me forever. So all right, I better record this, put an album out, and then and then I and then I go and tour it. I go, ah, oh, if I recorded this now, it'd be a much better song. What do you mean you're bad at writing songs? I mean, I've heard your songs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very slow. I'm very slow. I'm very slow songwriter. It takes me a long time. Well, Yasmin, how do you see, you know, yourself in relationship to the song? Again, as a solo, you're the only person playing the in instruments. You're, it's your music that you wrote. You know, how do you serve the song in that and not just like shred all over the place, you know? For me, I guess serving the song is paramount and by far the most important thing. And like all the different techniques I use and whatever all began with the purpose of serving the song best and how to best do that. So um, for me, improvising comes in a lot during the composition process and when I'm actually writing the song. Um, and then I just go through a lot of iterations and see what verse is best, what chorus is best, what bridge is best, whatever. And uh, once the song is done for me, the song is pretty much done. I don't do anything else to it. Um, I mean, is a song ever really done? I don't know, I don't have the answer for that. But for me, um, like in concert, the song is done. I don't really play a song that's kind of not finished in a show. So I play it pretty much the same way um, in most shows, unless I'm like bringing in a chamber ensemble or bringing in other performers, then I'll do something differently. But if it's just a solo set with just me, I'll just play the song as it's meant to be played, which is why I wrote it in the first place like that. Tell us about your guitar. What guitar are you playing right now? This is an Ovation nylon guitar. This is my road, road trip guitar. So it's easy, easy to connect it. 
uh, I just need to change my string is too old I did the, like five concerts with the string I used to do two concerts ever two concerts I changed the string this is a string it's a Brazilian brand string it's very soft but it doesn't keep so long <laughs> uh, so I have ever two concerts I change the string so a lot of guitarists ask me about what string I use I like that because it's very soft to play this this string and uh, this is the guitar is a ovation nylon guitar uh, I have some handmade guitars couple uh, but it's hard to travel with many guitars airplanes it's it's not uh, so I have to decide to bring one guitar and most of the time I plug on live concerts and recording with Mike for sure but uh, yeah we have to take some decisions when you are on the road uh Gwenifer, what are you playing what were you playing earlier what, what's your guitar uh so this is my this is my waterloo this is kind of this is my main sort of touring guitar and i to be honest I, I write mostly on this um i've got like so many guitars but this is always the nearest one to where i sit <laughs> but it's also my touring guitar it's my waterloo uh, wl 14 l i like a small body guitar it's a steel string uh it's yeah it's pretty it's pretty small body um because because of my habit of playing kind of overly aggressive uh i i like i like a smaller body because i feel like you just kind of catch the the notes in the in in the in the ruckus a little bit a little bit clearer um i used to play a lot of um well i said i still do a lot of uh, vintage guitars but uh, for touring i don't know these are really nice because they um you know they kind of have you know they're, they're intentionally built to the set to a similar spec as like an old pre pre-war blues guitar but also you know if i do smash it to a thousand pieces on the plane it's not like i'm actually destroying a piece of history um because i've got this um, amazing guitar behind me which was uh, gifted to me by uh, henry kaiser which is this guitar from the uh, i think it's from 1880 and it's absolutely it's absolutely insane guitar to play on and it's amazing but i'm i'm terrified of it because it's it actually is a piece of history so it's kind of you you play it it's a special occasion to play on that guitar man because it's very very nice it's very definitely uh possessed by something i reckon uh some some ancient spirit What's the sound on that one versus the the Waterloo? Um, they're not too dissimilar. I really rate the Waterloo because it can sound as good as this um, incredible thing. I would just say it's slightly bigger on 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 the uh, this Joseph Bowman kind of slightly bigger and warmer. I don't know it's kind of got the it's kind of got the the, the prepossession of a guitar that's been around longer than any living human being. You know, I feel like that just has a certain presence to it, regardless. Um, and I change my strings every gig, so someone please sponsor me for strings. <laughs> I'm desperate here. <laughs> this is my <laughs> shameless gig. plug. Oh my god! It's a nightmare, man. It's because I hit wow. them too hard. They, if I don't, they snap. It's, uh, so I, I use Monels, which are really nice. That's kind of one of my uh, something. I think something that a lot of people ask actually is what strings. And I use these uh, Martin Monel strings because they're really nice. Because a, they sound good. Uh, they last as long as the coated strings, uh, and they also they don't, they don't take very long to break in, which is when you have to change the strings. 10 minutes before going on stage that's kind of an important thing uh, so I, I do I do sort of recommend uh, non-corporate sponsored strings Yasmin what's tell us about your guitar uh, so this is a custom made guitar made by Skytop Guitars it's pretty it's actually very cool because it has very big sound ports on the side of it um, instead of the kind of sound hole that's usually in the middle um, and I think it just projects really well, gives the player a really cool kind of like 
sound where the sound just kind of like kind of busts you over the head really because the holes are like directed right to your head yeah they're pointing like shaping your face there yeah it's kind of like a stereo effect which is really cool and this guitar is interesting because it has like little wormholes in it on the front yeah Um, there's no sound hole there's these little like you call them wormholes are those natural holes in the wood yeah no they're like mollusk holes they are mollusk burl into the wood and the wood's pretty old so yeah they made these holes and eric wagashoff the guy from you know sky top guitars is his his uh his brand he repurposes this wood to make guitar tops which is really cool and it's great for me because the two side sound ports kind of get muffled a bit by my stomach when i lap tap acoustically so the little holes in the front definitely like help push the sound out to whatever audience which is great um this guitar is my main touring guitar and just the main guitar i play in general and write on and do everything on i love this guitar i have a lot of guitars um but this is my main one i think i have what 18 or something how do you mic it how do i have a pickup in it but in the studio usually we use like four or five mics like two behind me to like capture the like sound port sound and then two in the front and then kind of one just placed somewhere. That's typically how we do it. It's kind of, it was a challenge to Mike because the sound just goes all over the place <laughs> kind of, but um, it, it sounds really awesome once you dial it in. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this guitar is, I just love it, but it's just honestly like flying with it still kind of scares me a little bit because it's worth, like it's just really expensive. And I just, I just, I love this guitar and it just honestly allows me to play the best I can play. So what kind of wood is it? It's Torito Hold Sitka Spruce as the top. And then the back is, I don't know if y'all can see this, but the back is, um, Spalted Tamarind and the binding is Bloodwood. <laughs> bloodwood? Yeah. I love Bloodwood, man. Metal, man. I know, right? But it, I love it. It's just so red and so just dope looking. And the fretboard is ebony or like an ebony substitute um if i didn't ask do you plug in or do you all are you all acoustic when you play i've gone through many stages <laughs> of microphoning my guitars some might where, say a compulsion right <laughs> uh, it's a problem at the moment uh i'm just microphone i've got a little dpa clip on which i i carry around with me like a little Heck nerd yeah. oh sweet um yeah. it sounds really nice um yeah just a little clip on dpa man it's uh, actually i think it was when we were on, we played Bristol. I was going to say. Yeah, it was the first place. Is that place. what you used then? It's what the sound tech guy had, and he convinced, I actually bought I one that, that yeah. evening because that it sounded was sick. so nice. Yeah, yeah it's That great. sounded sick. It's super nice. I recommend them, definitely. That's the end of part one. In part two, our guests discuss first songs, life-changing songs, favorite tunings, and advice for finding your own voice on guitar. You can listen to it at patreon.com slash acoustic-guitar-plus or check the show notes to learn more. The Acoustic Guitar Podcast is brought to you by the team at Acoustic Guitar Magazine. I'm your host, Nick Grizzle. The Acoustic Guitar Podcast is directed and edited by Joey Lusterman. Tanya Gonzalez is our producer. Executive producers are Lizzie Lusterman and Stephanie Campos Dalbroy. Our theme song was composed by Adam Perlmutter and performed for this episode by Gwenifer Raymond. If you enjoy this podcast and want to support us, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash acoustic-guitar-plus or find the link in the show notes for this episode. As a supporter, you'll have access to exclusive bonus episodes along with other special perks. And if you're already a patron, thank you so much for your support.